I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we are speaking on minimalism of the mind, specifically how minimalism drives us to organize our thoughts and create the space to reflect, learn, and grow. And to lead us through this conversation, we are joined by Mark Champagne, the co-founder of the wellness and mental fitness app, Kyo, spelled K-Y-O, which means today in Japanese. Kyo is a private journal and reflection app that works to help you get the most out of your every day. Using Kyo, you can track your daily reflections and get access to powerful lessons that shape the lives of inspiring figures around the globe. Combined with the Kyo app is the Kyo Conversations podcast, where Mark speaks with leading performers to learn about the mental fitness routines that keep them at the top of their game. In our conversation today, we will uncover proven strategies to help you sharpen your mind, and we hope to inspire you to adopt mental fitness practices that will elevate your every day. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, ladies. This yeah. is a super fun setup. <laughs> this is so exciting. Honestly, like, I've wanted you to be a part of this podcast for so long. So when you reached out, I thought, yes, this is oh, the time. Amazing. This is the time. So I want to start start off uh, today by asking you, you know, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your story, you know, and what inspired you to start the Keo app and why mental fitness is so important to you. Great question. It's... It's been a long journey, actually. Like, the more I reflect back on how all of this started, it's been probably about 12 years in the making, actually. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, the app's been on the market for about 13, 14 months now. It took us a couple of years to just build something from scratch. And, you know, not just the app, but just the network behind it and the content and all of that. But it all started when I came out of university and started actually in the pharmaceutical industry, completely green, not knowing what I was doing. And I, I just like everyone was going through the same training program. And I was thinking, well, like how, how can I possibly stand out if everyone's doing the same training? And I share that just because I started getting up earlier basically. And that's what started a, it's been 12 years now, like a, anywhere between five and six in the morning, wow. like morning routine. And what happens when, like when you get up at that hour, obviously most people are sleeping. It's like super quiet and peaceful. And I was just re at that time it was blogs. I was just, I was reading blogs like Robin Sharma and like Tony Robbins and like stuff from Oprah and just positive things that were all for me designed just to start the day with a really healthy mindset and then by doing that over and over again like then all of a sudden these practices start emerging like what are all these really successful and, and not just business but personally successful people doing and that's where things like reflective writing or journaling whatever you want to call it started and for me it like it really it's really helped like my own mental health even going through ups and downs in that career and just setting intentions for the day and you know, building up my own mind to be uh, confident, to be the brand new person. And that year went, went on to win, like, was this top salesperson of the year. Wow. Um, like, just things nice. like that. And then equally as high, like, there were lows. Like, I was interviewing at other companies in San Francisco, and it was like 5% left of, of getting to that job. And everything just crashed at the last minute. Like, couldn't get visas and stuff. But I rem I'll never forget this moment because I was in Boston and at that time I was a brand manager and I got that news, like obviously they didn't know for the company I was working with, but I got the news and literally in 10 minutes I had to go stand in front of the whole team working on that product with like a rah, rah, rah type presentation. And I remember like, because I was, you know, at that point relocation companies were calling 
like how much stuff do you have like so oh, it seemed like wow. it was happening right like we were there so mentally I was checked out and I remember I just took five minutes and it was I was in I'll never forget I was in a Westin hotel I think or a Hyatt or something in Boston and I just started writing I'm like this really sucks but at the end of the day I'm in this beautiful hotel lights are on I'm healthy I have a good job there's an awesome team waiting for like some sort of fun delivery and we're having a good time and like I remember that clearly just because that was the shift from something I was doing just on a routine basis to, wow, this actually has quite a bit of power from like a mental health standpoint. And then it just, that just kept escalating. And there were so many other moments like that. And then just with Keo now interviewing so many people where a practice like this has literally saved their life. Like now I just feel socially obligated to continue doing this work with our team. Right? So Lauren and I, when we originally started exploring your background and kind of learning more about what you do and your work with Keo was, hey, like, what does mental fitness mean to you? Because when I think about mental fitness, I think about what should I do to rest my mind and what can I do to also grow my mind? So it's it's about, you know, shutting off and decompressing. And then at the same time, it's about how can I grow and challenge my mind? So I totally agree with that definition. And the reason mental fitness came up like on our side was with, with journaling or the work that we're in, we're just kind of plagued with perceptions and like preconceived notions of what the practice is and it's heavily linked to mental health as well which obviously we all know is loaded full of stigma so we're trying to think like how can we talk about this in a relatable way whereas physical fitness today is normal but in and I have this literally in an investor pitch deck. I have a slide that has a picture of People Magazine 1970-something. And it's like Jane Fonda or like whoever was super popular in the day. And they're jogging. And they're like, everyone's jogging. Follow the pack. Like, this is the new trend. Right. Right? Which today seems crazy, right? Because everyone does this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, right. I feel like mental fitness in general is there, is, is there right now, right? Because the whole reason Keo came up was, you know, fast forward 10 years, was listening to podcasts like Tim Ferriss and all these different people. And it was just so obvious that 100% of the guests were doing some sort of practice for their mind. Right. They're all asking powerful questions. And then I was writing these down and like copying them, pasting them into different apps for my own journaling or reflection for the next morning and to see where you know, based on what that person said, like, oh, I can understand what they're taught. I never thought about it from that perspective. Like, how does that relate to my life? And it just the, the insight was like, how can all of these people be doing this? Yet, like the other 90% think it's like people on mountains sitting in robes meditating. Right, exactly. Or 12-year-old girls writing their diary with a boy at school. So, you know, and all of these practices, like you don't have to prove that they work. They've been around for thousands of years, right? Like beginning of time. So then what's the issue? It's really how we speak about them and the narrative behind them that, you know, it's just not relatable. So that's what we kind of set off. It's like, how can we load? And we have yoga instructors, we have meditation coaches in the app, but that's not the balance. Like we have Michelin star chefs, designers, writers, technologists, developers. It's everybody. Everybody can adopt mental fitness. Exactly. Right? It, it's, it's, and it's, yeah. I and there's love no prescription to it, right? It's right. like, I, I do journaling and meditation are like some of, my, some of my staples, but some people it's just, you know, when they're making their coffee in the morning, just setting an intention or just slowing down, not doing anything. So it's like whatever works for your routine, right? 
right? It's not a matter of how do you carve out an hour extra into your routine. It's what are you already doing? And how can you be a little bit more mindful while you're doing that? And then all of a sudden, like, you start seeing the benefits and then you want to carve out. How do you personalize it around your everyday? Totally. Yeah, I feel like mental fitness is almost looked down upon. Like if you're reading about like self-help or listening to podcasts or... There's still that stigma. It's a stigma. It's like, oh, are you not happy? Like, do you need help? Do you have to do this? But like you say, like it's going to become the norm and the fact that we'll go to the gym for an hour, but we don't care about our minds or um, the way we think or deal with things. And I love that you said that even after waking up and reading these positive things it just helped you in this the moments when you needed them the most all of a sudden instead of being upset about the job you were like wow I'm healthy and I'm traveling and like it, yeah. it does bring you back into those things and I've noticed that too like I'll be reading the stuff and then all of a sudden you're in that situation Moment. and I react so much better like I'm like I'm cool. not gonna yell I'm not gonna get upset about this I'm gonna see it from a different perspective so it's nice when they work. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, we yeah. actually just recorded an episode on emotional minimalism, and yeah. Lauren and I learned so much from that episode. Even I just got here to our studio, and Lauren goes, "Oh my gosh, this situation happened," but I said, "Don't react." Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything until I feel a, a better. About it. I love it. We all do that. Like people yeah. react, and I was listening to a podcast. I forget which one it was, but the person said, "I don't react anymore," and I was yeah. like, "I'm gonna stop reacting." I think it's a great thing. But I wanted to ask you, so you said that originally you would just get up earlier and read positive things. What mental fitness practices do you engage in now daily? What's consistent for me is the hour to an hour and a half every morning that I dedicate to it. What changes is, uh, or I should say, are the routine or the practices within that. So like as we speak right now, I get up. I usually set a couple intentions for the day or eight or one intention, like, and not like crush my to-do list. Like that's not the intention. It's if I have a podcast, like I'm showing up full energy. I'm giving the guests everything I've got emotionally. Like that's the intention for the day. Right. And then I also do like, I, I do have a, um, like a vision board that has just images. It's more of a design project. It's not like what you think, like cutting things out of magazines and it's literally photoshopped almost like with nice images but it's all to set emotional feelings let's say for where i'm trying to head personally business health like there's like there's one photo just as vegetables for example like just to like always be reminding me like i want to eat clean today for example right i really like that so i have it i have it on an ipad and it just sits there and it literally when i'm brushing my teeth it's just up and i just see it and sometimes I, I mean, I just change it on my phone, but typically that's my lock screen. So it's always just subconsciously in my mind. Next, I go, um, I go to the Y, I have a, a membership there. Usually do like 20 to 30 minutes of some sort of exercise, whether it's running, spinning, like weights, whatever. So it's a local gym. Yeah, here. yeah, exactly. And then at the end of that is where I normally do like maybe five, 10 minutes, and it's typically in the car before I drive to the office of journaling. Oh, yeah. you, you choose the car because you have family and it's a little Well, it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's quiet in there. Yeah. And um, it, I know if I wait till I get into that office, even though it's a share space and it's, it's just me from, from our team, everyone else is, is around the world, like there's just distraction, right? So like that's, I think that is the key. And that's why everyone talks about the morning, right? It's not to say that 
you can't do this stuff in the evening or in the middle of the day, but it's just how can you set yourself up to best succeed? And if you're doing this before, typically, like my trend has always been, even in the farmer world, I'm always turning the lights on in the morning in the office. And it's, I just, again, I did it again at the share space. I'm like, this is crazy. But at the same time, I know I have at least 30 minutes before anyone comes in. Right. So you can get your stuff done. Right. Like in terms of your mind and actually get some of your work done yeah. as well when you start doing it. So that's what's that's what I'm doing the most right now. Then at night, I've been doing a lot of Wim Hof breathing ex uh, exercises. Oh, wow. This is really cool stuff. This. Like, no, yeah. So this is just he's exploding right now. So if you just search his name, um, there's a couple. Uh, Joe Rogan did a really good podcast with him, but he's on Tim Ferriss, all, basically all the, the big ones. And it's just taking in deep breaths for he does you do three rounds of 25 to 30 breaths and it kind of puts you in a you feel a little bit like you're hyperventilating a bit okay. but after the third round your body is like numb and it's the craziest feeling you feel like you've been in a deep meditation and the other like the health benefits is that and he's he's actually has research on how this. many minutes is this take how much time does it like, take? Like, I depend. Well, because in between the breaths, you do you. you it's like, like that twenty five times, okay. and then you hold your breath on the twenty fifth. You blow out and hold it as long as you can, and mm -hmm. then you you breathe back in. You hold it for the fifteen seconds. Restart. Right. So you do that three times. So it depends on how long you can hold your breath. But the thing is, like by the third round, you're holding your breath for probably three minutes. I have to Google this later. It's so unbelievable, and the health benefits are you're oxygenating your, your whole system, and that is, it basically, it's like it's reducing inflammation, all this stuff. Like, he actually was injected with uh, E. coli in the hospital, monitored, and any normal person after 10 or 15 minutes would have been, like, vomiting, like, flu-like symptoms, nothing. He had a bit of a headache and was able to manage the whole thing. So then they were like, oh, he's a bit of a freak. He's the only one that can do this. He brought in 15 or 10 or 15 other people, did the same training, all the same thing. So maybe it cuts the anxiety. Maybe it just makes you completely calm inside. Like, what well, is, it's, is that the benefit? Yeah, I mean, it's it's part, it's definitely uh, largely mental, really, like just mind, but then it's also just everything that's like chemically happening with your body as well. Wow. Yeah, I encourage everyone like listening to, to research this because it's, it's the first thing on my side that I found, because I meditate as well, but I feel like, when you, after this 15 or 20 minutes, for me, you feel like you've done like an hour meditation type thing. Like you're really, so I, I try to wind down like that. Um, so what about winding up? What about mental fitness in terms of challenging yourself and learning a new skill? For me, it's podcasts, for yeah. example. Uh, I l listen to podcasts yeah. and I try to be very present when I do because I yeah. found when I originally started listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks I'd be multitasking at the same time um, yeah. and yeah. quickly realize hey I'm actually not absorbing all that information and I'm actually just falling in love with that person's voice <laughs> you totally. need to be present right so yeah I use podcasts like super strategically like I have six to ten that I'm, I'm like really subscribed to and I'll pick and choose like do I need to calm down I need to, like, do I need a hit of motivation or inspiration, rah, 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 like Gary Vee style or something, yeah. right? And just need a quick one. Or do I just, like, want to flat out learn? And I typically consume them. Like, I listen to them at two times the speed. Um, and if so, in the gym, if I'm running, I'll listen to podcasts. If I'm spinning, I'm usually, I have an app that I'm actually doing a spin class, so I'm listening to that. But it's usually the gym, and, the, and typically 
the commute from the gym to the office. Okay. If I'm walking, like let's say to lunch or a meeting, I'm really now trying to just walk and like actually take in all that information. Yeah. yeah, be present. Sometimes yeah. I'll sit down, listen to a podcast, and just take notes as if I was in lecture. Yeah. Like because then I'm so focused on the podcast then that's a great idea yeah, when you are out walking there's times i have to continue to rewind it i'm like oh, i wasn't paying attention and yeah. this goes back to the keo app it's kind of where you can store all those reflections and yeah. all that advice that you're gathering especially when you my favorite way a favorite form of mental fitness is connecting with people so going yeah. for a conversation with mentor figures going for a conversation with peers close friends you just every time you meet with someone you learn something new i find anyways totally it's just it's amazing. Like you collect information, then you can also share information. Yeah. Right. So, which makes it stronger. So. Yeah. No, that's so true. Um, so, how has how has it helped you eliminate excess in your life, whether that be physical or mental thoughts? Oh wow! I mean, without the and not just keto, but just even all the other practices that have that have picked up because of the podcast and the interviews, I actually don't think. Personally, I could have physically, like, I could be sitting here in front of you and actually launching the business. Like, we, and this goes for the whole team. We've had to use our own practices and everything we picked up just to stay, you know, mentally clear, for example. When it comes to any of this stuff, like, the analogy that I like to give is if you imagine your mind as a physical room, is it a room jammed full of boxes, like wall to wall? Is it a neatly organized room? Is it a, is it an empty room? Like, what is it, right? And, I'm going to take a, a leap here, but I think in general, we have a very clogged up room yeah. with a lot of things. And what we know is that when we don't, whether it's a physical room or in your mind, when you don't have space, there's no room for opportunity. There's no room for thought. There's no room for creativity. You're just stuck, right? Holds so, you back. To, yeah. Completely holds you back. Yeah. So like I, I really just, again, talking more and more with you guys, it's really, like it's actually really made me think more and more like how can... How can we draw the parallel of our mind and physical spaces? Because we can understand physical space because we can see it, right? But we know that, I'm speaking to the right people here, but we know that when you have a nice kind of clean, fresh, organized place, you typically feel better, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you create that with your mind? It's no different, right? And then, because because here, here's the thing where we know this works. Like how many times have we all heard, oh, I got an idea in the shower or yeah. I was running and I got the idea. It's because you, you're not thinking of all these other things or you're not distracted or you're not multitasking, you're showering. That's it, right? So it's like you've, you've given yourself the opportunity to create some space in your mind. So I think for me, it's been two things, like creating space and then just being able to, you touched on it, but just being able to be less reactionary and being able to pull up to 40,000 feet and like slow things down and just see, okay, like where's the play here, right? It's okay. Like this moment will pass, right? But you can't do that when you're in autopilot and in yeah. pure reaction mode all the time, which it's not our fault because our whole society is like set up like that. Like as soon as you walk out these doors, it's just go, 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 notification, content, nonstop, right? So, you know, I, I don't like fault any of us for this. We have to work on it. But if we can, if we can do that and not make decisions in that reaction, like stress mode, it really benefits everyone. But that's why it's education is so important to teach people, like we were talking about digital minimalism, to shut off your phone and to engage in practices mm -hmm. daily. Like if you're running rampant all the time, then you do need to figure out why that is. Like, I, what happens when so you important. do that is that you could then consume rather than think about, hey, like 
what can I do to change these habits and make yeah. myself feel better and start, I guess, curating my life rather than just living reactively. And I'd argue that a lot of people, we live reactively because everybody today is busy. Yeah. So yeah. because everybody's busy, well, then I got to be busy. But a yeah. lot of people are becoming busy because they feel like they need to. And they're just reacting to everything around them rather than being, you know, proactive and yeah. looking into their mind and saying like, hey, like, is my mind organized? You know, what do I need to eliminate? What isn't serving me? Yeah. And what is serving me? And how can I organize it so that I'm living my best life? Well, and a, good, a good prompt to help people with that is... Uh, and it was left by a guy that runs the Human Genome Project, Jamie Will. And I'll never forget, this. he left this prompt on the podcast. And it was like, what, what am I pretending not to know? Or what, am I or what in me needs to die so I can live my kind of fullest life or fullest potential? The question on, on its own is powerful. But when you set the context, and the context he left with was, we're all used to seasons in nature. And we know, you know, as you're coming, like things die over winter, they regrow in the spring. And like, you can't just cut off that death part or you can't just cut out a season. But yet us humans, we're trying to cut those things out, right? So it, it's okay. Like we all pick things up as we go, but we, we need to release as well at the same time so that we can keep growing and evolving and, and, and like shaping our kind of our new lives, right? But we don't do that. Yeah. Or it's very hard for a lot of people Especially to do Especially if we invest a lot into something. We've, and if it doesn't, you know, make us happy today, if we really don't want to continue. For example, if it was a project that you started five years ago and you're still building it and you realize, this isn't me anymore. Yeah. It's okay to stop and pivot yeah. and create something new. It's just, you know, and you learn from that. There's so much takeaway in that that we're not yeah. realizing. Yeah. So. Bad yeah. relationships, like a whole, there's so many things, right? Well, it's called sunk cost bias. Oh, okay. Like, put so much into something that you can't walk yes. away just because you put so much into it. Okay. And we do it on so many in so many different areas. Say that again. Life. What's it called? Sunk cost bias. I love that. Yeah, so educated. It's very yes. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren the ferocious wow. reader. <laughs> um, okay, so I actually wanted to ask you, are you a minimalist or are there minimalist practices that you've integrated into your lifestyle? Um, minimalist of mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I, are minimalist. I mean, of I mind. definitely, I definitely strive for for that. If I think of my physical space, I'm definitely, you know, like my desk is is neat, and I, you know, for from a home perspective, car, all of that stuff, it's pretty clean. So from that sense, I, I definitely strive for that. But but yeah, I mean, I think I'm trying more and more on a day to day basis to work on my mind to do that, so that. Like really everything we talked about, about just releasing and not being reactionary. But the other big thing, because I, I, I picked this up through our, through our podcast interviews, but all these people, like the key characteristic is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to have really good self-awareness if your mind's jammed. Like you can't see those signs, for example. Like they're all there, right? Like so we're recording this on a Friday and a really great question that I started asking myself is what was – what would I have changed this week and what was great about this week? And just stopping for like half a second to, to reflect on all the craziness that would have happened. We have a lot of answers to our own questions, right? So you don't have to, the reason I'm bringing this up, you don't have to cram in like more self-help books, more like where are the answers, read, 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 jam your mind. You've got the answers if you just stop and look. Yeah. Right? Wow, I or just love quiet, that. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what are a couple examples of daily reflections? That's one of them. That's one for the, I think that's one of the most powerful that 
anyone that wants to jump into this on and doesn't want to you know go too crazy and rock their routine starting with like a Friday and again set yourself up for success like don't pick five o'clock when you're trying to like rush out of your office pick a time maybe it's four I don't know whatever works for you so that you'll actually do it and just do like 10 minutes right the daily though I think the daily is just really setting an intention or like what would make today great what's right. one thing that can make true today great I mean we just yeah. interviewed Jacqueline way who basically talks about how we can be happy every day and one of the yeah. ways we can do it is by giving back so I mean that's even a moment hey like let's totally. step away from the office for five ten minutes and let's do something nice for somebody yeah. or let's do something nice for the planet or an animal like there's totally so many different ways that you can so do so you can send just send someone a text you haven't talked to in a while like hey just thinking about you hope you have an amazing day Yes. doesn't take that much. Yes. So so for those, a lot of our listeners, they're very busy people. Yes. Um, you know, they've got full-time jobs, they're side hustlers, they're motivated. What can they do in terms of mental fitness that is just like quick and easy and accessible? It doesn't take a lot of time. Sure. Well, the first thing is to accept that, and most people have traveled, so we can all resonate with this, but to accept the fact that you have to put your oxygen mask on first, mm -hmm. right? Like you, we've all heard that announcement on the plane. And I think it hits home because we, we talked a little bit about the gym and stuff like that. Like your mind is the thing telling you you're going to go to the gym. Yeah. So if your mind's gone, then what? Like the gym's gone too. So for me, it's, it's just accepting that we have to put our, our mind first and, and our body and spirit and all that stuff. But like, I really feel like the mind should be first. Once you go through that, then I think it's just like, just do an audit of your day. What are the first things you do the first 30 minutes of your day? Don't change anything. But if it's making coffee, like I said, I mean, maybe it's just set the intention for the day or just actually be into that. However you're doing it. If you're, if you're, you know, the type of person doing a pour over or French press, like it's a fancier thing, like enjoy it, like smell the coffee, right? Enjoy the whole process, right? Just even those few minutes, you're calming and you're creating space in your, in your mind. So like my advice would be to, to try not to rock your routine with new things. You'll, uh, once you start seeing the benefit, you'll, you'll want to do that, right? You want to add in more, but just start with something small that you can be a little bit more mindful. Um, if you're commuting, um, that's a great time to, again, set, you know, what, like, what would be great about today? What do I really want to focus on when you're coming back home? You know, what really made me feel, um, accomplished today? What would make, what made me smile? Like there's so many different, different prompts that you can use. Yeah. Um, for example, in the Kio app, I basically, there were, I, I looked back cause you can look back so you can track, you know, notes. And one of the days, and you can make voice notes as well. I said, I felt grateful to, super grateful today because mm. it's something personal to me, but it's just nice to hear that again. It's like, wow, like on that day at that moment, I felt this way. And it's yeah. kind of a record of your reflections. Yeah. At the that. same time, you get to read up on and listen to, you know, the reflections of some of the most successful people in the world and what they do for mental fitness, which is like super helpful and motivating. Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, have you heard of the bullet journal? Yeah. yeah. So the bullet journal is basically it's a way to organize your, your, your tasks um, sure. every day. It's different in terms of it's not organizing my reflections, but from the day to day, it's helped me slow down and yeah. realize the importance of mental fitness because it helps you understand where you're spending your time. Yeah. 
because you're tracking your day to day. It's, you know, again, the bullet journal is more of a calendar of your daily tasks. And sure. then you can look back and see what you've accomplished over the weeks, which is huge. It so helps you important. keep your word. Yeah. Um, so all these things, uh, that being said, it's created space for mental fitness. And so now I'm actually placing in slots in my work calendar, but also my bullet journal. Hey, like go for a walk for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like I have a jam packed schedule every day, but I'm going to make sure that I don't move that. That's like a non-negotiable because I need so some mental key. space. So, yeah. so I interviewed someone yesterday and she, she's actually a student and her advice was she looks at her calendar at the end of each month and and schedules three self-care days per month. Mm. And they're a different color in the calendar and like you can't budge that. And I challenged her a bit to see like how how like how did she feel, right, doing that? Because because I've done similar things, maybe not for the full day, but you we almost feel guilty, right? Like because if you're not being productive, which what we think is productive, because when you do this stuff, the you're recharging your batteries. It's like tenfold productivity like yeah. down the road, but it's hard because we're just not used to that, right? But just scheduling time like that, I think, is so key. And and again, like there's no prescription for this. It, it might be someone wants to like, just go see a movie by yourself or go for a walk or maybe it's going to the gym. Maybe it's taking a walk in like art galleries or something. Uh, I'm really big into photography, so I would seek out photography galleries and just take a couple hours and just take it in right and actually like, be there and be present and you feel so refreshed after doing stuff like that that it, it's almost like you've saved a week of craziness you know yeah you, you have to schedule it in and at those times like for example because lauren and i have kind of pulled back from all the temptations around us especially consumerism shopping lauren and i are realizing realizing not only our experience is more valuable to us than things, but skill building is also uh, key. So Lauren, she's always been passionate about piano, so get, guess what she did? She then hires someone to learn piano every week, and she's skill building. Yeah. So she's spending her time growing herself mentally, rather yeah. than buying something that is just gonna lose its value over time. Yeah. And those skills like teach you so much in other areas of your life, like even with piano, and it's so difficult, and I hate practicing, but Every time I practice, I come back to the next day. It's so much easier. Totally. And I'm like, I need to remember this in life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only hard for a while. Um, I want to talk about journaling again, though. Sure. So I have a journal, but I only journal when I want to journal. Yeah. So I'm not like you have to do it every day, yeah. but when you want to It's totally journal, fine, okay. by the way. Okay. <laughs> You're like, um, next yeah. question. I don't journal daily, <laughs> just for the record. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to ask you about that. But And I do it to like study my own life okay. and to really like break down problems. So if something's going on in my life and I'm upset about it, usually, I know that if I'm upset, I'm always judging it on the surface issue. So if my boss said something to me, that upset me I'm like are you upset about the comment or do you maybe not like the job yeah, or like because yeah. I just break it down until I get to the bottom and then I try to fix the bottom solution and I try to journal not when like things are going bad but when things are going really good too so oh, if wow, I'm cool. really happy and things are going well I'm like what did you do to get here too because you should continue to do this that's something we don't do enough we don't, we don't do we're like yeah. oh that's great that that happened and then we just continue on where instead of questioning it so yeah. Like, what's a sample that you would journal about? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought up the different use cases because you're right. Typically, we 
we think of journaling when it comes to like re releasing worry or stress or like just like negative emotion, for example, like you can literally, I think it's Tony Robbins that says this, but like you can't be grateful and upset at the same time. Yeah. So if you think about it, and anyone listening, you can try this, right? If you're super stressed or someone really pissed you off, like pull out of that scenario, take two minutes and just write down five things that have made you smile in the last two days. And it's instant, right? Like you're in a different frame of mind from doing that. So, so it's easier to do that just because you see immediate results. I should correct myself when I say I don't journal daily. I don't journal daily from the stereotypical definition of journaling, like sitting down and in our case typing or writing in, in a journal. But I do journal daily from this sense of reflection and asking myself questions. Yeah. So that I do daily. Um, you don't necessarily write it down every day. Correct. Right. Correct. The other area that's really not talked about when it comes to like really fun journaling exercises, and if, it, if people want to learn more about this, Debbie Millman, a pretty famous designer, uh, actually does a lot of this. And it's just journaling or writing out what you want your life to look and feel like in a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. We should do that, Lauren. It's so yeah, fun. Sure. And it's so crazy. Like, so don't, like, you can go as far out as you want, obviously, but if you do a year or even two years and actually then look back, it's amazing how much of that stuff actually comes to fruition. And not just like, yeah, it has to be like, what does your life feel like? Like, I feel this, I feel that. And then just see it. Right? And there's no rules with this, right? Just go. When I was 21, I was in a training course for real estate. Okay. And like I was just doing my license and we had to print off all of our goals. So when I was home over Easter the past weekend, I found all of these things printed off and some of them were ridiculous, like Lamborghinis. And But some of them I did. Like I did my sailing certification, I did my real estate yeah. license, I bought a property. Like, And I was going through them. I was like, oh my God, I actually did so much of this stuff yeah. that I like dreamt about when I was 21. So. It's like a vision board in a sense. Yeah, it's like, but it doesn't have to be a many things, just to clarify. Like, it's not yeah. like you have to write about the, like, 15 Lamborghinis. It's yeah, like, maybe was there's excessive. one car or something that, like, for you, because my, my definition of minimalism, at least from, from my understanding, is that you have the things that you value the most in your life. Yeah, and I just want to comment on this. I think a lot of times, though, you have to be careful always thinking what you want because sometimes you get there and you're like oh I actually oh, yeah. don't want this we, it never stops yeah and we don't know what we want it's like oh I'll be happy when and then you get there and you're like oh well yeah. actually this isn't that great but we'll so. be getting closer to what we want as we do that yeah, more that's often true. that's true Lauren created a vision board of exactly what and I remember Chris sending me yeah. pictures literally maybe a year ago now and I was like wow like exactly what you want is exactly what I want and then yeah. we she's like I analyzed it recently and it's not that I really want anymore. I'm actually not ready for that. So maybe that's a yeah. couple of years down the road. I made a vision board of like too far in the future. And, and just like, I think it's important to clarify too that as fun and as important it is to, to think about those things, like the most important is that, so you're doing that, but you're also living in the present as yeah. well. And like, that's the other part of journaling where it's like the gratitude, right? And just being... You know, instead of always on that hunt for the next thing, the next thing. Because we, we all know, right? Like, you get to that, then you want the next. Like, yeah. it never stops. But, you know, th there's a healthy balance to that, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, no, most definitely. Marcus Aurelius, he always says, 
being mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the present. Totally. Yeah. So that's a quote I always live yeah. by. No. So that is actually part of my, so I have the daily stoic by Ryan holiday. Oh. Um, that's actually part, if I'm making a coffee at home, like I'm reading the one passage oh, for the day. Oh, get that. Nice. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that's well, so you nice. love it. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love it. Yeah, so we basically say that, in, in other words, just focusing on, you know, basically your vision board, is that, you know, minimalism is a lifestyle template. Mm. So, and in a sense, when we talk about the mind, we can also see it, I mean, it starts with the mind, right? So it's, you know, how do I want my life to look, you yeah. know? And what is, how does my look, life look today and how do I want to change it? What do I want to add it's really cool. Like it's a, it's basically like a whiteboard that yeah. we can just you know create and shift and and create all these changes and improvements and yeah, that's what's amazing. And people don't realize. And so we we take on too much. We're busy. Yeah. We're doing all these things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the same time, trial and error is good. But we should be aware of the trial and error, and we yeah. should reflect on the trial and error. So yeah, again, and I, I think it was podcasts that originally personal development podcasts that really inspired me to kind of like step back and reflect and 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 change my habits in a way. Yeah. Well, just like to give an example, it's actually how Keo started. So every December, I review my goals, and which which is attached to a vision board with my father-in-law. And we we sit down, we go through it, and it's, it's been years we've been doing this. And three years ago, he's like, everything looks good, but based on like what I'm feeling or what I'm seeing from what you put here, what you're currently doing does not match this board and set of goals. So I remember taking that in, and I'm like, that's interesting. Like, what do I do with that? But I'll, I'll just let it sit. So that was December. January is when the idea for Keo came up about. And I remember kind of like pushing my chair back. January what year? The the, ne the, the following year. So, okay, so three years. Yeah, three years ago, okay. I guess. And I just remember thinking, ah, I wonder if that's what he was talking about. And then we started it. So the stuff works. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. It's just being more hyper-aware of yourself yeah. and yeah. your everyday, what you're putting out in the world and, you know, what you're getting back. Totally. Uh, and so I was going to ask you, so since starting Keo, yeah. you've interviewed some of the most influential minds across the globe, including two of my favorites, Jamie Wheel, who you've mentioned, okay. who's a leading expert in the neurophysiology of human experience. He's so smart. And Cal Fussman, who is a legendary writer and interviewer for Esquire. I've, yeah, I've been following him for years. So listening to your interview with him was just amazing. And side note, he loves like to just think and reflect in the shower. He's hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. So considering all of your conversations to date, which interactions stood out the most for you when it came to their like mental fitness practices or advice? That's yeah. That's so that's a tough one because I mean they're all so different, right? And they all kind of bring their their elements. I mean, I have. It's funny you mentioned those two interviews because I've mentioned that prompt from Jamie Wheel several times. I think I think it's it's one. So again, it's the um, like what in you has to die so you can live at your your full potential, or what am I pretending not to know uh, about myself? Like I feel like this is a really deep question that all of us probably like there's something right that we're in our in our life that we're kind of ignoring and just skirting around yeah we touched on that in our episode on emotional minimalism okay how like if there's something that isn't serving you like you need to confront that 
Yeah. It could be a thought. It could be, you know, you didn't, you haven't grieved over something in totally. the past. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so I found that that was really, I remember when he said it, I kind of had to sit back and like repeat it in my mind. Like, what does that even mean? Um, and then I really kind of got the full brunt of it. Cal Fussman, though, for me personally, like he, in my mind, is a is the legendary interviewer of whatever. The biggest minds in the world. Yeah, like he's interviewed presidents and athletes and movie stars. And he's just, like I said, I often listen to podcasts while I'm at the, at the gym. And there's only been a couple times, and it's always, it was once when Cal Fussman was interviewed by Tim Ferriss, and then once when Cal Fussman was interviewing this guy, Alex Benayan, um, where I actually stopped my workout. Because I'm like, I need, like, I can't run anymore. Like, I have to take this guy in. Like, <laughs> I love those Like, 100%. So then when I was interviewing him, like, with this mic, and I remember just, I'd ask him the question, and I literally just put the mic on mute and just sat there and just listened. Because he's such a storyteller, right? And you just, you, you lean in and just let him go. And it was just a surreal moment of, like, wow, this is wild. I mean, this is someone that I've been looking up to, and he's... Just another human being, really nice guy. We still interact kind of on Twitter and stuff like that. And he, it's funny, we were talking about Zencaster before starting this. I literally had to install Google Chrome on his computer before we started the interview. Like, he's a real guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's just learning these tools. Yeah, he's, he's completely vulnerable. He's admitting to it. He's like, all right, now I'm ready to go. So, you know, it's moments like that that, uh, at least for me, caused me to kind of sit back, sit back and be just grateful for, for the whole journey. And I have to say, out of everything that has been built with Keo, uh, besides people writing in and saying, like, how the practice has really helped them personally, it's, it's these conversations that are the most gratifying because they're real. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're real and they're relatable and there's advice there that you can take back and apply to your life. And again, I, I mean, I do stress that life's about connecting with people um, yeah. because you feel like, you know, you're not the only one. You know, yeah. if you have a problem, you're not the only one. And, you know, there is advice out there. Yeah. There is help out there. And that's why one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast is that we know how much we're helping people. And, you know, as a minimalist adopter, and Lauren's still adopting components of this minimalist journey, like emotional minimalism, like that's a component we didn't even think of. Sure. And we're still learning in the process, which is great because we're learning together. Like no one's perfected this. Yeah. And at the same time, all of the principles of minimalism can be applied to our life and we can mold and shape them however it can best combine with our everyday life, right? Because yeah. everybody's life is different. But then it goes back to like, hey, we can create our life. We are in control of our life. We are can, we can be in control of our mind. But at the same time, it's scary. Yeah, like, of course. I'm in control of this. But then you're like, hey, like these experts in this world. Wow, like they feel down. They felt sad. They need to reflect. This is how they reflect. It's like, wow, we really are all human. Yeah. So it's like having that conversation. I feel like we talked about the stigma around mental health. But that really is changing. I think I'm happy to say, oh, yeah, I, I love personal development podcasts. And I embrace that. I don't yeah. care anymore. But I yeah. think a couple of years ago, I would have cared. Yeah, my parents are always like, oh, are you reading your self-help book, Lauren? I'm like, everyone <laughs> should be reading these books. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, I often think of sports, right? Like most sports, there's a coach. Yeah. And, but then like in the biggest game of all life, 
we don't have coaches. Yeah, no, it's so true. And we don't right. learn it in elementary school. No. Yeah, <laughs> There's totally. no life course. Yeah. Um, I want to go back just quickly when we're talking about our vision boards and you're, you're like, make a five-year plan. I think a lot of times when we're writing out what we want, it's so tangible. It's like, I want this relationship or I want this career or I want this car or this dog or this status. But we don't think of like, the mental side of it like it's like oh in a year I want to be more confident or I want to be able to better deal with issues or I want to not take things as personally or I want to react to things better and I think these should be important goals which is what Keo brings to people's lives like it's that reflection or the ability to journal and I feel like with myself like learning all of this I'll have if an issue comes up and I deal with it properly I'm like wow I would have dealt with that so differently a year ago like I would have cried or been upset or freaked out or, and now I'm just like yeah that's fine that they think that way sure. and I'll just continue on with my life so it is nice once you start to reap the benefits um so why now do you think it's so important to adopt daily mental fitness practices like more than ever I don't think we have a choice because we you know we live in a world where we're we're just smoked with content non-stop and notifications and distraction and the pace of life is just increased so fast that from from a physiological standpoint, sleep is not enough to actually heal our body anymore. Like at one point, and I don't know when that point was, but at one point, that's what was happening. You'd go to sleep and your body would recuperate and heal. But we're like nowhere near that. So A, people are just not sleeping enough in general. And even if you are sleeping the, you know, whatever, eight hours, recommended eight hours, it's, it's actually not even enough for the, the damage we're doing in the day. So because anyone that's listening that actually, you know, does, let's say, a 10-minute or 15-minute meditation in the middle of the day, it feels like you've taken like a 30 to an hour-minute nap, yeah. right? So I feel like we have, we have to do something to rest and, again, come back to, like, create space for, for our mind and body. Or we're just going to keep self-destructing. And because, like... Here's a great example that blew me away. And I can't remember. It might have been Jamie Wheel. It's, it's possible because he's just so smart. But if you think about, we know people or you know of the process of getting, and follow me here, but like getting an organ transplant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people get an organ transplant and they're given anti-rejection drugs. What people don't know is those anti-rejection drugs. You know that typically when people get those that they have to watch because their immune system is, is really weakened, Right. But what they're getting injected are super high levels of stress hormones. So imagine you're getting injected with these, these anti-rejection drugs because they've been proven to reduce the chance of rejection so well by injecting stress hormones. Yet we live in a life of daily stress like that all the time. Okay, so right? Like have something to comment on this. Yeah, so it's... Like, it actually, when you think of it from that perspective, it's like, no wonder mental health-related issues are like, we're in a crisis globally, right? We just, we can't, we're, we live in a world of constant, constant stress that our body is just shutting down and we're developing all of this chronic disease from it, right? Which... Could be solved by us. A lot of it. A lot of it, for sure. I mean, there's like, there's nutrition with that, obviously, as well. But then there's just so much we can do for for our minds that uh, can be self-regulated. So that's why I think, like, I don't think we have a choice. 
A big part is slowing down too. Yeah. Like we really need to slow down. And I wanted to insert, you talk about how, you know, you're damaging your mind by not, you know, having, you know, more rests or more downtime in addition to sleep. But you're all, you could also be on the opposite end. You could be damaging your mind by going to that day job that you don't really love. Sure. Not being challenged and not challenging yourself. So there's that yeah. other component where yeah. you need to learn, you need to grow. Yeah. Right? You need to learn and grow. You need your a sense mind. of purpose. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a lot of there's a lot of research on that. That that is directly linked to depression rates. Um, so you're saying with the organ transplant, yeah. they inject them with stress hormones so that they're more likely to take the organ. Yeah, it, it actually shuts down the immune system so that the new organ isn't rejected. So so uh, think right. So think okay. about it then. If your if our immune system and our body is designed to uh, protect us against disease, and then now we're self injecting stress nonstop, we're essentially shutting down our system. Okay, so I'm reading the book right now, The Outside of Stress. The upside? The upside. Okay. And it is so interesting because we always view stress as a negative thing. But if you actually look at an evolutionary standpoint, stress is actually really good. If we're being chased by an animal or there's a predator and we have stress in our body, it makes you highly focused, very alert. Like it, yeah, it strengthens totally. you, it makes you faster. So they did a test where students were going into an exam and they're like, listen, this stress that you feel towards the exam is actually going to make you do better. And then they took the second set of students and didn't tell them that. And the students who viewed stress on a more positive level did better. And there's a number of studies sure. in the book. So I think it's also how we view stress. If you are stressed about your job, but it's a very meaningful job to you and it's a big part of your life and you want to do well at it, then it's a good source of stress. But there's also the bad source of stress. So Well, I'd, I'd put in, I mean, I'm not familiar with the, the research, but I would put a big but. And yeah. the but well, would be, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and totally like, like even, I mean, I do a lot of, uh, at the gym, I do cold showers. So a lot of like, mm -hmm. and I'll take, I'll take a steamer first. So hot, cold therapy, which is stressing your body. The difference though. Great is, example. Yeah. That yeah. Is good. Back in those days, they weren't being chased by a tiger 24 hours a day. Yeah, of course. We have it a lot more. That's the issue. I, th I think. I Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. I'm not trying to play a doctor on the internet here, but I, I mean, that's the difference, I think. No, that's true. That's so true. That's so true. But yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, working on something, you know, fast that you're super passionate about will definitely give you that yeah. stress that makes you yeah. happy. It's the healthy stress. That's the healthy, healthy stress, but there's a difference between the two, right? So it's being, you know, mindful of that. You know, is this stress like helping me or is this, you know, pulling me back? Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyways, I think you got you have a question for us before we end. Well, you've been adding like answering a lot of the questions I would normally uh, ask. But I mean, for for me, it's like I always like love to know what when you're out of your regular routine. Let's say you're traveling or something has come up. Like, what are the non-negotiables in your mental fitness routines that you have to get in? Because those are the things that I feel like okay, there's a lot of things we can do. But if you're really prioritizing that, then that means that's what's really important for you. Yeah, so for me, it's, so I'm a very outgoing person. I'm an extrovert. However, I no. also, <laughs> yeah, I also really value my alone time. Okay. So I always need, a, you know, at least one day or a couple days a week, just in the evenings, like I need to myself, just to clear my mind, sure. usually work on something I'm passionate about. 
I just need that me time. And I think everybody deserves that and everybody yeah. needs that. It's a way of refueling. Uh, also, when it comes so to... So what do you do? Like, is it change all the time or is it just alone time or is it like yeah. read or... Yeah, I'm usually reading, listening to a podcast. Um, and recently, you know, I've, I've started writing. So okay. I, I've always been passionate about writing. And I was like, wow, like, well, I'll take this time to do something that I really enjoy. You know, you'll rarely see me doing nothing because I have a problem, but <laughs> I'm working on that. Other than the times that I do meditate in the morning, which has helped me tenfold in terms of my mental clarity at work. And I recently re recently read the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, mm. and he really inspired me to focus on the things that are essential. Because on my me time hours, I would usually be like, hey, like I gotta cram everything in, everything that I haven't gotten done this week. And I was like, no, like. I need to set some time for myself and that can equally be essential, right? Yeah. So I also value quality downtime. So Cal Newport also touches on this. A lot of people they'll say, oh yeah, I, you know, I need some downtime. So what they do is they sit on the couch and they then scroll through, you know, Instagram or their social yeah. media, but that's not quality downtime. All of those images are hitting your mind. So this is all noise that's hitting you subconsciously that you don't realize. So rather than doing that, I realize like, and I've caught myself doing that. Like I'm not, I'm imperfect. And rather than doing that, I'm like, hey, well, I'm going to go to the gym. I love running. It just clears my mind. I'm a new person every time I run, even if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Sure. It's amazing. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's Ten, going, you're a big tennis player too, aren't you? I'm a big tennis yeah. player too. So, I mean, I can't always play tennis all the time because sure. I don't always have, a, uh, you know, someone to play with, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, so those are the ways that I find to kind of recharge my brain, but also exercise my brain to also yeah. to also learn. And again, as I said, you know, when it comes to learning and growing my mind, connecting with people, like I I literally have times where I'm like, hey, I'm meeting with this person, and especially when you meet with someone for coffee in the morning, it just changes your day. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. You love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Anyways. Your turn. Um, so I'm an introvert too. Like okay. I feel like I definitely, especially like traveling and stuff. Even Kelly, we went to Italy in August where we started our podcast. Yeah. But um, she's like, I didn't come in the kitchen this morning because I knew you were having your coffee and you wanted your alone. So Love like, it. She needs her alone time. I just okay. need to be with my own thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one of them. Uh, I, I write when I need to deconstruct a problem. And okay. I meditate if my mind is racing. But other times, b besides that, I don't just like do it to do it. I just do it if I need to. How are you meditating? Like, what's your, what's your um, practice? I will just focus on my breath. Okay. So I'll just sit and breathe in and breathe out and just focus on my breath until, because I feel like if my mind's just going over and over, if there's so much going on, then yeah. I just focus on my breath and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. None of that matters. Just focus totally. on your breath. Come back to the moment. And yeah, I read. I'm a huge reader. It always like slows me down. Like even with podcasts, like it's nice to listen to podcasts, especially on books too, but I love the slowness of reading. It's just, yeah. I can read a line 10, 15 times and let it resonate with me. Whereas with a podcast, it's just not the same. So, And this is what's great is like there's different forms of mental fitness in terms of learning and growing your mind. Like yeah. Lauren loves yeah. quality reading, like slow, slow pace. Whereas I'm like, I need a fast paced yeah. audiobook. <laughs> On yeah. like four <laughs> times the speed. Totally, but this is where like this is where the parallel is to physical fitness, right? Like some people want to do hit training and some people yeah. want to run, some people want to do elliptical and like I mean, I kind of fall in all those things depending on the day. Maybe I'll do like a boxing circuit or the next day I'll be running. So 
it's whatever works that day or whatever works for you, right? So that's why it's really what I'm trying to push mental fitness. And maybe that's not the word, right word yet, but it's the, the closest I, I, I can find to a term. parallel that like it encompasses everything, right? And just like we, how we treat our bodies, we should we should really be treating this, doing the same thing for our, for our minds. I argue, and I hope that now in the next couple of years, like everybody's saying, "Hey, hey, Lauren, do you want to go? Do you want to go to a mental fitness gym with me? Do you want to go to like yeah. a mindset gym? Like, do you want to go? Like, it's totally. that's the future, and it's there's there's going to be you know no neg- negative thoughts associated with that. It's like, oh yeah, where where are you? Oh, I'm just going to the mental gym they're like what yeah or it's like oh what are you doing after work oh, i'm going to the gym what about you just gonna go home and look out the window <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just reflect on the day and that's yeah. okay yeah, yeah it's totally. it has to be more normalized we're going yeah. such yeah. it's such a fast pace right now there's either going to be a crash or we're just going to slowly focus on the importance of mental fitness and incorporate it into our lives and i think yeah. we are moving that direction especially yeah. on the west coast in los angeles every time i go there it's Everyone's very, it's much yeah. more yeah. zen. So. Yeah. Well, and there's there's good signs. I mean, like the big meditation apps, like the Calms and the Headspace. Like Calm literally is the first in the in the industry that is now you know raised a hundred million dollars, valuing the company at a billion dollars. It's the first wellness company that they gave like a unicorn status. And like, is it I, similar to Headspace? Headspace is under them actually oh, now wow. from evaluation, wow. which is wild. So those are the two big ones. But like, what's exciting about this because i don't don't normally care about like financials and valuations and stuff but it's nice to finally have that much resourcing and investment in a company that's really just trying to help our minds versus all the others type thing right so so it is moving in the right direction i feel i'm a bit biased because i feel like i'm in it all the time so i actively try to pull out like my jaded of the rose-colored glasses on but I, I i think you know it's it's moving and companies too like the linkedins of the world i mean i spent a lot of time with them they're really focusing on wellness for for their employees minds and so companies are starting to move so if everyone's going in that direction mm-hmm. we'll we'll eventually get there but yeah it takes time right yeah. well thank you so much for your time today this is a really really fun yeah, conversation this such yeah. a great conversation yeah. i <laughs> hope we inspire our listeners to really zone in on the importance of mental fitness and whether that means you know you know finding time to slow down and decompress or you know learn and grow and again you can incorporate it into your life and it's prioritize it yeah. and prioritize it mm-hmm. yeah it's so important so um as we close uh what makes you grateful every single day it, 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 it's going to sound cliche, but like this, because I conversate, I'm, I'm very much like you. Like I really, really am grateful for connecting with people, whether that's in person, online, what, however that happens. And like conversations like these that feel like they can go another two hours are, are to me a gift. So thank you to you lovely ladies for, for hosting this. Yeah, no problem. That was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. And you can find us on social media at Millennial Minimalists.